Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 11 of Class on Grass Podcast. Yes, we're recording right now on a Thursday, and it'll be posting on a Monday. So there'll be a little bit of time in between when this was recorded and when you guys are hearing it. So apologies for any recent games that we don't have on the agenda. Last weekend. Uh, yeah. Um, but but the men's national team game did just happen, so we'll discuss that. First off, though, great new background. We nailed up the scarf. Oh. Yeah, no, no. It I is. hadn't noticed. Yeah, you, ha- you just walked in. You didn't even realize. No. Walked in, took off your mask, sat down. Mm. Didn't even realize. Uh, yeah, we've got, the, we've got the books up here now, which kind of looks good. We've got lamps. You know, obviously, we got to put lamps in there. And then, yeah, the Minnesota United scarf. So, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the reason why we did miss it was because of the Caden Clark interview, obviously. Hope you all enjoyed that. Um, but, yeah, we didn't really get to comment on last weekend's um, Premier League pictures. Yeah. And, and we could talk a little bit about it today, but most likely it will be uh, it'll be gone, and you guys can just reflect on it. Anyway. You can reflect on it yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, one thing we are bringing back. Well, if you guys don't follow our Instagram, check down there, right below. Go follow our Instagram, because then you would have seen... We've just posted limited edition, exclusive Asani of the Week sweatshirts. They're beautiful. I Yeah, we they, did a great job. They are really good looking. Uh, so guys, go get some of those. And that means, if you haven't guessed it, that we're bringing the Asani of the Week back. If you followed due, us from... Due to popular demand. Yeah, um, sure. It, it, but <laughs> if you followed us from the very beginning, we used to do a Asani of the Week, which was like best player of the week that we reviewed and we kind of talked about what they did to deserve that prestigious award. Yes, very prestigious. And we haven't quite explained it yet, but Hassani, uh, it, it's named after the award, is named after Hassani Dotson, who is a really all-around player from Minnesota United, <laughs> I'd have to say. He plays in many positions, but he scores goals and he comes in crucial for the team. So... Yeah, we, we had to uh, name the award after him. And so, yeah, go grab those sweatshirts. Um, but, yeah, let's just get right into it. The The U.S. had a game about... Well, first we have to do the Asani of the Week. What? Yeah, okay, sure. sure. And it connects to the Caden Clark interview. It does. Uh, we In the interview, if you didn't watch, Caden uh, Clark discussed how he uh, his favorite player was Bruno Fernandez, although he likes Messi... He, he, someone he wants to become and, and maybe play like in the future would be Bruno Fernandez. So going off of that, our Hassani of the Week this week is given to Bruno Fernandez. So congratulations, just, Bruno, if you're listening. He just happened to score a brace and an assist against Everton the, the yeah. week that we posted it. So Exactly. That's why so he deserves that. that's from last weekend. Now on to the U.S. men's national team game, which happened today. I'm... I'm expecting that most of our listeners are U.S. citizens, so we can probably uh, probably discuss this with you guys knowing a lot about it. But one thing that I'd like to say first that I think's really uh, it's a huge step for this United States team that we haven't seen in the past few years is that I believe, I could be wrong, but it's somewhere close to this number, I believe 10 of 11 of the starting 11, except for uh, Sebastian Letgit. Legit. <laughs> Legit. Right, I... Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Really? It, 
If I, there's like I've, two L's. I, I've never pronounced that right. And, yeah. I don't know. But MLS player. I believe yeah, <laughs> I believe that is correct. And not only that, but we have one man city, two Barcelonas. Yes. One Dortmund, one Leipzig, one Juventus. I mean, top clubs in Europe. Wolfsburg. All American players. Which, um, you know, really who, cool to see. You, did you see the Musa guy? Yeah. Where does he play? I can check that. Uh, he, he looked I, incredibly I've never heard good. Of him before. He looked incredibly good. I, I uh, read it up on him. He can still choose between four nationalities. This game that he just played in for us is not binding. So what that means is he actually, it, it won't four go. Four nationalities. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it won't go uh, like he played for us, so now he's a United States player unless he changes it for his one time. He could literally change it, and no one could do anything about it because this game doesn't really matter. It's not a Gold Cup game or a World Cup qualifier or CONCACAF or anything. Um, he plays for Valencia. He does? Yeah. So He's good. He's he, good. He was one of the better players out there. He, the overall energy of the United States midfield, I thought, was incredible that game. Weston McKennie put in some good tackles, some great uh, long balls. He, was, he had like a dribble around like three players and then played a crossfield ball, and I was like, oh, who's that new attacking player? And yeah. then I realized it was Weston McKennie. I was like, wow, he's mm-hmm. kind of upped his game. And then as we were talking, Musa, really, really full of energy, trying to win the ball back uh, in the middle of the park, and, and was good attacking. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Tyler Adams, who... The, the announcers were comparing him to Michael Bradley. They were saying he, he could be that next player for us. He just doesn't have the same passing range. He's a little bit calmer on the ball, though, and plays... Plays a little bit simpler. I agree. I don't know. I think you if you if you morphed Weston McKenney and Tyler Adams, you'd get more of a Michael Bradley. Because I think Michael Bradley was a very smart player, but I also think he made some decisions uh like with where he would pass it that just they didn't line up with necessarily European styles. No. Yeah. I mean we saw after that Trinidad and Tobago loss to not be able to um qualify for the world cup back in about what 2017 for the 2018 world cup um we saw a lot of those players retire or just not even come back to the team and this is why we have that new wave of youth in the u.s uh but michael bradley came back as a leadership role and i thought yeah he might still be there maybe but he wasn't for this trip yeah he wasn't well i think uh burr was implementing a lot of youth that we didn't see before Conrad De La Fuente. I'm not sure if it was his debut. Might have been. It was, it was uh, Gio Reyna's debut. Fully deserved. I think he should have been playing before this. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's only 17. Did you think it was interesting? Did you listen to the announcers? They were talking about how Gio Reyna's dad, uh, I, b- I believe, went to the same college maybe as uh, as Burrowhalter high school high school high, high school. school and played and, well and played together yeah. and then on top of that like their moms were super good friends or something so wh- how he's do you got feel... the relationship with the coach <laughs> yeah but how, how do you how do you feel like it would be um going like like being such a young, like obviously everyone knows you've earned it but being such a young player in that team and then having like like coach's pet i don't know if you could describe it like that i mean 
you only kind of see that when the player isn't up to that standard to start, but I mean, he hasn't showed anything that says, oh, he shouldn't be starting because he's so young or because he hasn't performed that well. I mean, the commentators kind of talked about it. When he has Holland and Jaden Sancho playing where he can play them through balls and they can just score automatically or create chances so easily, and then he goes to the U.S. team with someone like uh, Legette, who's mm-hmm. not really a number nine. U.S. doesn't have a number nine right now. I'd say Josh Sargent, I heard. I heard maybe. when the announcers were talking about yeah. that. So, I mean... He does have to change his play style. No, yeah. You could see definitely in this game he was trying to create chances. I'd say maybe in the second half he grew into the game a little more. Well, I think Burhalter wants him to play wide more than, than he's used to. Yeah. And I think I saw a lot of times although Reyna was supposed to be and instructed by Burrowhalter to, to move wide, he decided to just go into the middle because he wants to pick up the ball, which is good for him to be doing. It's good for his development. But I I think either it changed his role on the team. Yeah. But, there, I mean, it's just difficult because he's, as a young player, it's hard to have, like, many different play styles already. And he's so, like, accustomed to that Dortmund side. Well, he's so similar to Pulisic. You know, I think yeah. he, Pulisic made his U.S. debut at, like, 18, maybe. I mean, I and I think Giovanni, Giovanni Reyna uh, turns 18 tomorrow. Yeah. And, I mean, Pulisic, when he started out with the U.S. team, I remember him playing wing, kind of false nine, attacking mid. He kind of got moved around a lot. I'm pretty sure that's probably what Giovanni will end up doing just because he has that skill. I think he's farther along than yeah. Pulisic was at that I age. agree. Well, Pulisic, he was behind Dembele, and then he kind of yeah. got into the side, but he was just so hyped because he was American. It, it wasn't... He was the first kind of breakout American. Yeah, well, of our time. Uh, yeah. Um, and so he was hyped because of that. I I believe Reyna's done more. But, I mean, remember Pulisic score? Was it against Porto? That phenomenal goal mm-hmm. in the Champions League? against Porto. I don't think it tops the Reyna goal, though. No. I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. They are very similar in, you know, how they came to Dortmund as teenagers or even younger, kind of got brought up, had this huge break, scored a couple goals, and now, you know, they're on the big stage. But, I mean, from what I can see, it is kind of hard to say who's better, who's not. I would say Reyna is at this moment if he keeps up his form. Yeah, I I was thinking about it today. Reyna's, uh, Reyna's parents were both soccer players, and Pulisic's parents were both soccer players. I think his dad was indoor, but still, like, same thing. Yeah. Um, and then you look at some other really good players out there when they have two parents that were both quite good players. I mean, not the best in the world, but quite good. The The kid usually develops pretty well. But then you look at the top level, like the best players in the world, not many of them have parents that played professionally. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, do you think it's like it's easier to get to that middle tier, but it's like you, it's way harder to get to the next level because you feel like you're always shadowing your parent? Or do you think it's be, if you don't have a parent, then you have more drive to do something on your own? I think I think it's two things. One, it is you know growing up with that culture of you would you would have to say if both your parents played for 
the U.S. national team, both yeah. women's and men's, they're going to expect you to play soccer, if not go pro. Exactly. So I think growing up with that culture around the family that I'm expecting they they had definitely helps you a lot to get mm-hmm. to that space. And But also, when you see you know young players in England or in Europe, that's all academy. Yeah. I mean... Well, me- but Messi, I mean, I suppose he was brought up in... You can say they're brought up in academies, but from the young age, Messi was just in Argentina. Yeah, I, but, you know, he moved to Barcelona or whatever, like yeah. age nine. While, you know, a lot of Americans don't get the opportunity to go to those European um, academies at that young of an age. So, you know, you hear, like, Mason Mount, mm-hmm. Chelsea at, like, age six or eight or something. Yeah. Like, if you start that young, it doesn't really matter who your parents are. That's kind of weird to say, but like, no, but it's true. Well, like it, your whole like, life is football at that. Yeah, at that point on, because you're adding. Like academy. it matters who they are, but what one thing I'd add is I also feel if your parents were like like Tim Weah, his 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 dad won the yeah. Ballon d'Or. Um, I don't think Tim Weah will ever win the Ballon d'Or. No, because he is in the shadow of his dad. You think that's why? I think that skill level. Well, well, I think it's. I mean, they're both incredible. They were George was obviously incredibly talented, and Tim's a very talented young player. Has played for Lille, uh, Celtic, PSG. Um, so really good teams. But I think that pressure gets to young players, and when you have the pressure of like, I'm like if you if you're a player that doesn't have expectations and you're playing in the Premier League. Like that's sick, that's so cool. Yeah. But if your parents were the best in the world, oh, it's that's gotta be so hard. That's like I'm not even fi- fulfilling my yeah. expectation, and I'm in the best league in the world, arguably. No. Yeah. So I think pressure might be a big reason for for those players not becoming the best. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, that must be really hard, it's especially with players of that high profile. Um, it must be really like. They have to have that in their mind when playing, yeah. being like, okay, my dad made it to this level. If I don't make it at that level, I'll be like a failure. I won't be as far yeah, as him. exactly. And, you know, that's probably there for a lot of those young players. Um, but also, we, did, we haven't even talked about one of the best players that also played for the U.S., uh, Dest. Yeah. He... Unbelievable. I mean, five-star skiller. Unbelievable. Right back. He is... Well, you, you see him at Barca. Yeah. There was one time when I questioned his pace. I think it was... Who who was the Schalke striker on the Canadian team? Do you remember his name? I don't quite remember his name. But uh, he was the Schalke striker. He's... I don't think he's played that many games for him. But he was, he was pretty good. But he was running down the left side and Des just like... He got past him and then Des didn't keep up. And like I see all these videos of uh, him just outpacing everyone and i was like that's a that's a bit odd you mm-hmm. know but i think he's gonna be great he looked really comfortable on the right side as as the announcers were saying throughout the game he can play on both sides but on that right side he looked really really good like he was comfortable and, and i think all of the young players on the team barring maybe uh de la fuente he he definitely has talent but i just didn't see him getting in the, the right areas yeah and when he did he didn't finish his dinner i mean yeah he had the biggest chance of the game yeah and skied it it was a difficult ball he was under pressure but still 
Mm-hmm. Um, Got to get it on goal. Yeah. And it wasn't really about the result today. No. I don't think it was more U.S. played for the first time in almost a year. Uh, they have a really young squad, all really exciting players uh, from huge clubs. It was more just to see them play together, and I think the more games they play, the better they'll get. And Dest said, oh, for World Cup 2026, we're going to be favored to win it. Which I mean is a huge statement. It that's that, just more self confidence. You know what? You know what that reminds me of. Take take a gander. Che Adams. Or, yes, Che Adams. Hey, and we were yeah. So if people don't know, when Che Adams first signed for Southampton, <laughs> uh, in his interview, first interview, he said, "There's no re- reason we shouldn't be able to win the league with the squad we have." W- wasn't that the year after you were in like 17th place? Yeah, the year he, <laughs> the year he came. I think it was last year. Yeah, the year before. For about the ha- half of that year, first half of the year, we were relegation battle. And then, and we, then ca- we turned it around yeah. and got like 10th. But anyway, well, he said that, and then we got first in the table a couple weeks ago. So it's it's a prophecy. A, a man can dream. <laughs> a man can dream. I don't know. It's yeah, a prophecy. That'll be interesting. Because he didn't say um, World Cup 2022, because that would be, they'd still be way too no young way. and not developed. No yeah. I mean, I, I see him going maybe quarterfinals. I see him being in the round of 16 right now. I don't see him being any farther at the moment. What do you think about Caden's chances on, on that roster? Well, so yeah, going back to Musa, where he has these four nationalities he could choose from, mm-hmm. I was thinking in my mind, I don't think there's a team in the world right now that I wouldn't want to be playing for besides the U.S. Because... They're so experimental right now. Like, so many young players. Yeah, so really just, might get in. Yeah, they're just really changing their squad up. Anyone can have a chance, and if you do well with that chance, you'll mm-hmm. be a starter. Like, it's really just kind of a tryout right now. No, it is. The, and I think he could easily... They have another game. When you guys are, are listening, uh, they'll have played Panama as well. Uh, when's that game? Is that Sunday? Mon- Monday? Sunday or Monday. I so, so uh, yeah, you'll probably be, be listening after you've seen that game and i'm wondering the the roster that they have everyone shirted like their whole squad everyone shirted which means everyone's eligible to play you think he's just going to do a full rotation because there was a lot more mls guys on the bench who he has used in the past yeah do you mean like for this next game yeah do you think he's just gonna take the seven guys on the bench put them in and then keep Gio Reyna? A few others. I mean, that's what we've seen from Berhalter since he's came in. He's done a yeah. lot of rotation. I would like to see a similar lineup. I want to see this team gel. Yeah, I would like to see a similar lineup, the strongest we can put out. And just, I mean, again, like we said, the more games they play together, the better it will be. And if the, he keeps moving around, which is good, because everyone should get a chance because we're in like a rebuilding stage right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I'm, I'm hoping, like you said, that we will have a team that, that looks similar to this one. And again, that center, like just thinking about that center back partnership, John Brooks is automatic. Oh, he, it was great <clears throat> to see him. He, I don't think he's played since like 2015. Yeah, no, it was, he's uh, been injured. It was so amazing much. to he's see really him. He's really good. So good. But who's going to be that other center back? Because Miazga like, looked all right. He obviously plays for Anderlecht. He's kind of iffy. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of iffy. I mean, he has a mistake, or he has 
he's got a temper i'd say Mm -hmm. i mean i remember the mexico game when uh i forgot who it was but he's about this tall on Miazga. Yeah. And when he, like, went up to him to, like, square up, yeah, he just did this above yeah. him because he's so short. And, you know, then that started a huge fight, of course. Um, like always. I like to see it. I don't know. If... I like to see that. But I'd expect that coming from Weston McKinney. <laughs> yeah. Which he has in him, too. Yeah. So does Pulisic. But uh, I'd also like to see Richards. From Bayern. I want to see a John Brooks, Chris Richards, center back. I would like, yeah, next game I'd like to see that. Because um, we've seen Miazga before. Mm-hmm. We know what he is. Um, I mean, I've always liked Carter Vickers. Um, Where is he now? He kind of fell off. So he was at Spurs. I think, did he go to Swansea? Like was he playing lo- at his loan, home stadium? Loaned Swansea. Was he playing at his, because they were in Swansea today. Was he playing at his home stadium? Or he wasn't playing, but was he? Was he I don't think he his, made the squad. Did he not? He might have. I don't know. But, I mean, I've always rated him. Obviously, he hasn't gotten a big chance at Spurs. Um, he probably won't for a while, yeah. if any time. I think he should move away. But, you know, I yeah, I definitely say Chris Richards for this next game. Because John no, Brooks totally is huge, and he's so reliable. I think we could experiment with anyone alongside him. Yeah, I agree. And... Again, it's it's a game that doesn't really matter in any way. No, it's at, all friendly at all. Um, so yeah, that that's sort of our our roundup of of the U.S. game. We have to talk about this whole Liverpool problem. It's it's a mess. What what was it for Joe <laughs> Gomez? Like like it lo- it looked like a hamstring, which can be if if it's bad, it can be like three three to bad. six weeks. I mean, they, <clears throat> I heard about it and I was like, all right. You know, mm-hmm. that's that sucks again. It's kind of funny. Laugh at Liverpool. And then I heard Klopp say, or someone release, like, it's a serious injury. And I was like, then it, I started to feel bad. I was yeah, like, no, but, like, they both their center backs. They're plus gonna be, Fabinho, they're gonna be playing, backup center. They're going to be playing with Dejan Lovren and who's Joel Matt. Ma- they're going to they're, they're they're retract him. <laughs> <laughs> they could make. Well, how do you make an emergency signing? I see clubs making that. Like, uh, what, I think what like, like, gives you the permission? I think, like, FIFA has to grant it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they will. They just they sign, like, <coughs> Sergio Ramos. Excuse me. They're, they're emergency. No, I can sign. see that. I can see that. <laughs> <They> totally. Just, <laughs> and he signs permanently, and they have a Van Dyke Ramos. That would be so sick. But, but, yeah, no, Liverpool. I mean, this could really hurt their title race. Like, it's not even there yet, but it could, like, you could, we could be looking back on this and, like, four months and being like oh my god do you think uh man city liverpool title race is still the shout no you think it won't be either of them i think one of them will be in it right man city's just they're on the ropes right now they well they tied liverpool i yeah but they have no idea what they're doing i feel like they need to get a string of like three games three wins to just kind of get yeah, back no, they on do. track. Right now, they're, like, really shaky. I feel like right now, more than we've seen in the past two years, top teams are collapsing. Hmm. Uh, you have Liverpool. You have City. Um, I wouldn't say any teams in the Bundesliga, but then you have Barca. Real Madrid just are consistent. Like, Real Madrid, Juve, PSG are they're kind of consistent. They're so weird. Like, it's just hard to they follow. They don't have anyone to know Real Madrid. They don't have, like... They have the stars, but they don't have prime it's just, stars. Well, it's just players they, that you don't think about anymore, yeah. like Karim Benzema. Yeah. 
you know? Or like Valverde, mm-hmm. who's like good. He's but... out though. Yeah, I mean, but they consistently. Wait, is he out? I don't know. They consistently like win games, but yeah. under the radar. Like everyone's talking about Barcelona while Real Madrid. I don't think they're first. They might be first. But... Yeah, I mean, I'll check up on it. Um, I I just think that right now. I mean, when have we seen teams falling this much? With the, do you think it's due to COVID? I mean, it has to be injury wise. It has to be. For the oh, I for can't. Teams. I'm in airplane mode. Whatever. <laughs> um, we're just that committed to no yeah, notifications. We're just that committed to having no notifications. That's why a dog came down here earlier. Um, but no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, I think that like the eight two loss, and then and then Liverpool losing to Villa. And then, just in general, City kind of collapsing right now. I mean, if you would have asked me three years ago, who are the three best teams in the world? Maybe, maybe you'd have to say four. I'd say City, Liverpool, Real Madrid, Barca. Yeah. Three. Three of them, I'd say, have dropped from the top five. Mm. Could well, you say they've dropped from I, the top five? Now I'd have to say Bayern. Bayern, Dortmund. I think Dortmund's up there. Really? Yeah. Well, that's just personal Juventus. opinion. Yes. PSG. And Aston Villa. <laughs> and Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. <laughs> They're making a comeback. They're going to go undefeated. We're not, we're not making a comeback. From now on. We're, ju- we're just going to, we're on the come up, you know? Oh, of course. Eve Basuma for the Ballon d'Or 2022. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. It is a weird time, though. I mean, I don't think it could go back to normal after all of COVID and the schedule is regular well, and there's fans. Well, is, the question then lies in, are we going to go back to normal or are we going to have to learn how to live with this? Normal as in, I think when fans come back, which yeah. I think a full stadium, that's going to be it's another well. year or two. Yeah. I think I could see it being longer. I could see year. it being shorter. I see next year, maybe being half capacity, maybe depending on what the vaccine does, but yeah. But I mean, I think I do. I do think you're right. I think that teams' supporters affect them a lot more than we think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in so many years in the past, when Southampton have been in that relegation zone, they always say home advantage is so key. Yeah. For those last run of games, because you don't want to be away. Mm-hmm. You want to have that extra push in those last couple minutes when you know your club is on the line relegation it, just ma- it makes it makes unbelievable moments oh, yeah and when there's no fans i think it hurts the lower end of the table teams more than the upper end because upper end has the quality you see i disagree because before covid city and liverpool were beating teams like eight nil yeah it's hard though because is it down to just poor form or is it actually down to the circumstances yeah i don't i don't think we'll ever know i mean i think it's they're either in a bad run of form or like the only way we could find out is if they somehow turn it around which i (laughs) I mean we're saying this and liverpool's what second yeah and city's whatever yeah i I don't exactly know where city's placed but i think liverpool's second like it's not like they've completely collapsed no it's just it's not it's not that they're collapsing like that like like they're gonna go down or they're gonna get mid-table or something like that of course you're gonna see them in the champions league maybe europa league next year of course like those two teams are are unbelievable but 
they used to be beating teams like I said before, eight zero, like six zero, and, and now now it's one zero, and and they're having slip ups, like it's it's evident that there are slip ups right now. So, I, I just think I think Liverpool is going to be hit. Like just just finishing up this, I think Liverpool is going to be hit hard. Oh, from that yeah, those injuries. I mean, best center back in the world, in my opinion. I'm guessing yours as well. And Joe Gomez, and, yeah, and, and Van Dyke, best center back the world, and Van Dyke. Exactly, yeah. Um, but no, Van Dyke and Joe Gomez both out is that's just huge because like Liverpool's defense was like, I mean, solid, and it it wasn't just solid. I mean, th- this is one of those moments where you have to say FIFA decides the team of the year last year. We had Van Dyke, Rabo, and Trent. You know. That I mean, I think that says a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that says a ton. And then Sergio Ramos, who's going to be the emergency signing. <laughs> so hopefully not. <laughs> uh, but then moving on to the MLS playoffs are this coming week uh, weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man United obviously made are it. In. They play Colorado Rapids. I think they the boys. The boys up the loons. Go grab um, your Hassani sweatshirts yes. so that so that you can support, support the loons and us at the same time. He's coming back from injury, but you know he'll still score. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. He's he's score gonna, about ten. In he, the playoffs, he's gonna, he's gonna be on a cart and he's gonna be wheeled onto the field. <laughs> and the wheels of the and cart will still be the, the best wheel, player on the pitch. the wheels on the cart are going to be what he touches the ball with. Yes, and he's still going to never lose it. Have ninety eight percent passing accuracy, yep. score three goals, and get an assist. Because that's just what he does. But that's why it's the Hassani of the week. So yeah, they play Colorado, um, I believe this Sunday, uh, and I mean they're so inconsistent this year. Uh, people are saying if that front three of Reynoso, Lud, and Finley, and Molino, I guess front four, if they can click, I mean they click like once every. Lud and Finley is just like it's just no go for me. <laughs> so we don't like Lud on this show. He has he, been he probably one strings. of our best players. He pulls the strings. But I say this. I say this. It's no. It's he luck. is only. He is the best player in the league inside the box, finishing. Yeah, he literally doesn't miss much inside the box. <laughs> but anything outside of the box, he is the worst player in the league. Not only finishing, but passing, dribbling. Yeah, IQ. It, it's very weird. Um, maybe it's just we don't want to accept that he's actually kind of good this season. Yeah. Molino's kind of had a breakout season. He's got... Well, it's not a breakout. He's just off and break, on. And, and comeback he, player. He got nominated for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're so inconsistent. It's hard to say. I, I see him losing like 2-0 <laughs> against Colorado. I see him winning 3-0. I, I, see, I see either a 10-0 victory or, or a negative 5-0 loss. Yeah. So, I mean, again, with the MLS, we've said it before. It's the, it's the most... If you're looking for a league that you'll never know the outcome <laughs> to a single game, you, a, a single game... You do game, not want to bet on the MLS. MLS. No. Ever. Ne- like, I would never put any money on it. <laughs> like, Galaxy finished, like, last. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. I mean... Where, I, where are, where are uh, uh, um, Inter-Miami right now? They made the playoffs. Blaze Matuidi and Gonzalo Higuain in the MLS playoffs. 
I swear to God, it's rigged. If they if they go far, it's rigged, because they just like Beckham, the owner. Yeah, but well. I, I just see, you know, I just see Seattle winning it again. To be honest. Well, here's one thing. The green teams are kind of consistent. What other green team is it? Portland and Seattle. Portland has not been very good. Really? The past couple of years. I think they did finish okay this season, but I just feel like when I look back those, on the yeah. when I look back on the past like six MLS season, like Portland and Seattle both always finish in a decent place. And they're the only two, and that's why I don't like them, because it's kind of predictable. <laughs> well, yeah. So here's the thing. It's the least predictable league until, I mean, it's kind of hard. We kind of are contradicting ourselves here. No, I'm not. I know it's the least predictable. But then you said Seattle and... It's the only two teams. It's the only two teams. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it used to be like Galaxy... Yeah, but it's not anymore. Chicharito. Okay, how do you feel about the board telling Chicharito that he's going to get released if he doesn't perform better? (laughs) Did they say that? Uh, From Manchester United to almost being released from LA Galaxy. Like, he he was their big sign. He dropped the puck in the NHL game. (laughs) I didn't hear a word about LA Galaxy the whole season until about three weeks ago. I checked the table, and they're like, they're battling it out with like Vancouver, <laughs> like, these just atrocious yeah. teams. Yeah, and I mean, I was very surprised to see that. I mean, maybe it was just Zlatan. Uh, well, carrying. he is Zlatan. Yeah. I, no, but I think I think it's whoever has the nice DPS right now. It's Inter Miami who have the nice DPS. But but yeah, that uh, that pretty much wraps up the entirety of Class on Grass this uh, week. We will be back next week for a normal episode. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you Monday night when it gets post, posted this week and then also the next week. So, yeah, I hope you guys have a good week and peace out.